0: So, word on the street is that they are an actual band trying to make it. Uh, they didn't. Um, but did you catch it? I want to do this in the realest way I know how. I want to make it Facebook official. And uh, you're not really going out with someone until it's Facebook official, yeah? Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, Tumblr, Twitter, Kick, Ask, Viber, Instagram. Apparently, we are the net generation. That's our world, and tonight's talk, it's about more than Facebook, it's about those things. I want you to think about all those things when when you hear me say the word uh, Facebook, but tonight I want to ask the question, does God care? Does God care what you like on Facebook? Does God care what your profile picture is? Does God care how much time you spend on Facebook, or if you don't have Facebook, does God care what you do on the internet or on your mobile phone? We're in the middle of a series on beer, Facebook, and sex. And the common theme in all these things uh, is that we're not saying they're bad things. Lots of people would assume that the Bible would be down on those things. It's not. Actually, the Bible says those things are good gifts from God. And what matters is how you use them. Now, I know that there are schools out there that will tell you Facebook is evil. (laughs) Not naming any names. I'm not going to say that. I think Facebook is like a hammer, okay? Good thing or bad thing? Well, building orphanages in Cambodia, good thing. Murderous rampage in a nursing home, bad thing. (laughs) But by itself, a hammer, it's just a tool. It's not a good thing or a bad thing. Same with Facebook, the internet, your phone. What matters is actually what you use it for. And so uh, what I love about tonight's Uh, passages and talk is, what I hope you see, is how the awesome truths about God affect the smallest, most ordinary details about your life. Like, for example, whether or not you press the like button. 24 hours. How many of those 24 hours of your day are spent doing ordinary things? Pretty much all of them. If you think that uh, obeying Jesus is just about the special things, going to church, reading your Bible, telling your mates about Jesus, if you think being a Christian is just about the special things, then what do you do at the dinner table with your family, or sitting in class, or doing your homework? Almost all of our life is actually made up of ordinary things, and so If Jesus is not the king of your ordinary moments, well, what is he the king of? Is he your king at all? And the Bible says Jesus is the king even of the smallest, most ordinary detail of your life, including how you use the internet. God does care about that, but maybe not in the way you think. Why don't I pray? Father, please speak to us tonight. Please um, expand our, our view of you. Show us how the gospel affects everything that we do. And Father, I pray that we would be radically changed by the truth of your word. I pray, please, that tonight some people would meet you uh, and find salvation in Jesus as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever seen someone's profile picture and wondered, I wonder why they chose that one? Your profile picture, it's like the ultimate in self-expression. You are choosing how you want the rest of the world to see you. So why do we choose the ones we do? Well, I Facebook stalk some of my friends. I came up with a theory. I reckon there are three types. Now, I'm not necessarily saying these are bad, okay? But here we go. First of all, there's the plus one. This is <laughs> this is you, and maybe your best friend, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or in Jonah's case, his wife. And it's kind of like you're saying to the world, "Hey, look, someone loves me." <laughs> I am known and loved. That's what you're saying with the plus one. Number two, the groupie. Usually, you know, there's so many people in there, you can't tell which face is even theirs. And you you kind of, that's one of our leaders, if you could spot a you're weird. That's, that's kind of like putting that photo up there saying, I have friends. I have a place that I belong. I'm accepted. The third type is the shameless selfie, Okay. This photo, it's just you and you look awesome or at least whatever your definition of awesome is. Your your personality comes out or at least what you wish that you were. It's kind of like um, you're showing the best bits um, and hoping that people will like what they see. Now, under that category, there's some less good stuff. There's the pose and then there's like the sexy selfie where the, where you kind of, you post it up there and you say oh i can't believe how ugly i am because secretly deep down deep down you want to believe that you're hot now none of our leaders had that so i couldn't show you one i wouldn't have anyway but as i was as i was looking through these photos i saw a bit of myself in all of them i do want to be known i do want to be accepted i do want to be approved and I reckon, isn't that kind of why we have things like Facebook? Yeah, there's a practical side. Just wanted to keep in touch. But under that, we want to be known. We want to be accepted and approved. And I don't think that's just me. I think God made us like that. We're all chasing the same things. Desperately using the stuff on the internet to make us feel good about ourselves. But does it work? Do you ever get enough likes? Does that TBH ever really bring what you're looking for? See, the problem that you face, that we all face, is that we're trying to fill that void with the wrong things. We were made to be known and accepted and approved by God. Every human will let us down, but God, he never will. God meets our needs in a way that nothing else in the world can. And so I don't know whether you've realized this yet, but everything that you're looking for can be found in God. And that truth radically changes how we use everything else in the world, including Facebook. Now, are you a Christian tonight? Are you someone who has come home to God by trusting Jesus to save you? If that's you, then tonight, right now, God knows you. He accepts you. And he sees you as perfect. That's what we're going to see from the Bible tonight. Number one, God knows you. It's that passage we read before. Keep it open. I want you to see this in the Bible. Psalm 139, verses 1 to 4. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. Verse 1. Have you ever thought about how hard it would be to move to another country where nobody knows you, where you're anonymous? No one knows your story. No one knows what you're like. No one cares, actually. You're just another face in the crowd. As humans, we have a fear of being anonymous, and that's why we use that share button. It's why we use ask. It's why we use Snapchat and Instagram. We want people, we want someone to know us. Why is that? Well, it's because God made us to be known. And he meets our needs. God is the one who knows us. And he says it three times in those verses. You see it there, verse 1? You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. God knows when you stand up and when you sit down. He knows your thoughts, verse 3. You discern my going out of my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. How crazy is verse 4? Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely. He's saying, you know me, God, intimately and completely. Even the things that I, that other people can't know about us. And some of you guys are sitting there and you think, that's awesome. I can't believe that God would care that much about me. That he would know everything about me. And now I get it. Now I get that I don't have to feel anonymous. Because even in those moments when there's nothing to share that thing with. When no one seems to care. God knows. And he cares. And so I don't need to post that status and hope that people will see it. I am known. Actually, some of you guys think that's actually really scary. God knows me. God knows all that really personal stuff, even the stuff that's not public. That's really scary. Because I know that there are things that that God doesn't want me to do, but I've done them anyway. And now it's just kind of coming home to me that he knows about it. Well, yeah, he does. And it's right to find that scary. But let me tell you some good news. Jesus said, if you trust in me to save you, I will forgive you. He says, I didn't come for the perfect people. I came for the sinners. I came for the broken and messed up people. He came to save you. And so all you need to do is turn to Jesus and trust in Him to save you. And then you turn back to live for Him from now on. Guys, trust in Jesus. Turn to Him tonight and all of that stuff will be forgiven. That's the most important thing I'll say. I want you to hear it. God knows me. I'm not anonymous. And that's got to change the way that we use Facebook. Here we go. It means we won't have to spend our lives on Facebook trying to be known. You can be set free from even needing Facebook. If you're a Christian tonight, you are known. So before you post that TBH or that status or that Ask FM thing or whatever that is, ask yourself, am I doing this because I I want to have that feeling of being known? If that's what drives you, maybe actually just pause and just pray to God and thank Him that He does know you and and talk to Him about it. And maybe you'll find after after that you don't even need to post that thing. See, this, this truth actually sets you free. It sets you free from um, needing Facebook to be all about you. And so you're actually free now to make Facebook all about other people, building others up, encouraging them and loving them. which will stop you wasting time on Facebook. We're in the last days. Heaven and hell are real. Jesus could come back any moment and life is short. We don't have time to waste. Guys, please, do something bigger with your life than getting a lot of notifications. Only one life it will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Because we're known by God, we're set free from our need to be known through Facebook. And so we don't have to waste our lives on it. But it actually goes the other way as well. You are known. And that means that God knows everything you do. On Facebook and Snapchat and YouTube. And so it might feel anonymous as you sit at home in your room and chat to that person or click through that guy or that girl's photos and you, and you think or do things that God hates. That might feel anonymous. Well, it's not. I want you guys to feel the weight of that. God knows you. And he knows me. And he knows my sin. And so I am am so grateful for his forgiveness. Brothers and sisters, we need to stop using the net for stuff that God hates. Do whatever it takes. Maybe you need to delete Facebook. If so, do that tonight. Last month, I got the Wi-Fi password at my house changed. The only place I can use the internet is here. If you're serious about obeying God in your life, do what you need to do because you aren't anonymous. So maybe you need to delete some apps on your phone. Maybe you need to tell a leader or a friend that this is something you battle with and you need their help to get out of it. And through it all, trust in Jesus' forgiveness. He is so good. Well, you are known. And so some people's profile picture was the the plus one showing that 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 need to be known. But then there were the groupies, the pictures where it was like, man, they have a lot of friends. Now, I've got some bad ones of these. I, I found some, like I've got some like poses happening and it's, it's, it's pretty embarrassing stuff. And in those pictures, it's like we want the world to see us and think, hey, they've got a place they fit, they belong. Um, it's It's that need in ourselves, that need to be accepted. And so big point number two, if you are a Christian, God accepts you. Flip over in your Bibles to Romans 15. You got verse 7 there in Romans 15? This might be one you want to underline. It's good to underline in your Bibles. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Do you see that there? Look at that. If you're a Christian, Christ has accepted you. Now, why do we feel such a need to be accepted? It's because the opposite is really scary. Being rejected. Have you ever... um, you know, you thought that guy, that girl liked you, and so you sucked it up, um, and you asked her out, and she just looks at you, and she's like, uh, no. <laughs> that is never going to happen. That's happened to me. It's happened heaps of times. In fact, here are some of them. Can we get the next slide? There we go. <laughs> that was just high school for me. They're the girls that rejected me. Well, that's some of them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Actually, I'll give you, thank you for taking that away. I'll give, you some, I'll give you some application for free. At the time, I wanted it so bad, and I prayed to God about it every night. And now I look back and see, that would have been so bad for me. It's just an interesting thing. Being rejected, those girls all rejected me, and being rejected sucks. It's even worse if there's like a group thing happening, and you're left out of it. We have this need to be accepted, and God made us that way. He made us relational, this need to be in a community, to belong somewhere. And guys, ultimately, it's because it's because he made us for a relationship with him. If you're a Christian, you're accepted by God. Girls. If you're a Christian, you're accepted by God into his heart, into his family. And because of that, we are all part of the one family. That's why it says there, accept one another just as Christ has accepted you. See, God didn't save you so that you could go and live the Christian life all by yourself. He saved you to belong to a group of people. And so EV Youth is your family yeah, you have a biological family and they're really important. But this is the family that's going to last forever. EV youth is your family. And so guys, treat each other like family by accepting each other. Different social groups, different ages, different interests, different schools and levels of intelligence and sportiness and guys and girls. Guys, We are all one in Christ. So accept one another. There shouldn't be clicks at EV Youth. We are family. Now I reckon on the whole, you guys do a pretty good job of that. And I'm stoked. You guys are really great. And so enjoy the family that we have here. But some of you guys are sitting there thinking, and I know you're thinking, I wish that was true. I come to youth and sometimes I feel just as out of place here as I do everywhere else. Sometimes it's even harder than everywhere else. And if that's you, man, I'm really sorry. I hope it'll be different for you after tonight. I hope that we'll try harder to accept one another as Christ has accepted us. But when humans fall short, which we always do, Jesus meets our need and he never fails. Check out that verse again, verse 7. Accept one another then, just as Christ has accepted you. Whoever you are tonight, if you're a Christian, you are accepted and loved. Do you notice what it doesn't say? It doesn't say as long as you've had a really good week, as long as you always read your Bible. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. If you're a Christian, no matter what sort of week you've had, you are still 100% accepted. So, our worst days are never so bad that we're beyond the reach of God's grace. And our best days are never so good that we're beyond the need of God's grace. Here's something I want you guys to let soak into you. Ready? There is nothing that we can do to make God love us more. And nothing that we can do to make God love us less. That is powerful. Let that sink in. Have you come to Jesus? You can come as you are. He'll accept you. He loves you as you are. Although he loves you too much to leave you that way. He won't leave you stuck in your sins. He wants you to change. But you come to Jesus as a sinner. And every day you'll continue to be a sinner. And still he will continue to accept you. Now how does that change how we use Facebook? Well, it means we don't need to make Facebook one big lie about ourselves. Have you ever written a status and me like? That's not very interesting. Maybe if I just change it, I make it a bit more epic. Maybe um, maybe your line's not that obvious, but you know, the way you use Facebook, it just kind of presents an airbrushed version of you. You know, the the photos that you choose to put up there and the, the statuses that you choose to comment on and 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 post, you're presenting this airbrushed view of you. Well, You don't need to do that. You don't need to lie about yourself anymore. It's okay to show who you really are because you're accepted. Now, of course, you will still want to be an encouragement and a good example to others, but lying about ourselves and boasting, that doesn't help anyone. Don't put on your Christian faces and hide who you really are. Help each other out. Make a commitment to your Christian friends just to be honest in everything, even about your sin. I wonder, does your Facebook page show that you, you clearly love Jesus? If not, it's worth asking why. It might reflect something in your heart. Maybe it's something that you're ashamed of. I wonder, are you trying to hide that so that your friends will accept you? You don't need to do that. You're accepted by God. Who cares about their rejection? maybe tonight you want to go home and just clean up your profile a bit you don't need to lie about yourself on facebook but you know what it goes the other way too you're accepted and so you need to accept other people that's what was commanded in this verse now i'm not talking about friend requests but do you ever use do you ever use the internet To gossip about people and reject them and bag them out? How do you use comments and pictures and chat? God's word says, accept one another. Like Jesus has accepted you. Now that doesn't mean that you just ignore all the stuff that's been put on Facebook. Um, So if if you find out from Facebook that your Christian friend got drunk at that party, then maybe you will still ask them about it because you care about them. But you'll do it gently and in love, and you'll make sure that your motivation is to help them love Jesus. Next time, maybe when you see people paying out other people on Facebook, you'll just leave that conversation. Or maybe even better, you'll defend them. God accepts you, and that means you need to accept other people. Well, do you remember what the third kind of profile picture was? It was the the shameless selfie. And I've been extremely guilty of this one over the past few years. (laughs) These are the kind of profile pictures um, that are like, what up? I'm awesome. Or I'm hot. Or um, at least I want you to look at my abs and my boobs and tell you that I'm hot. Now, I don't have any. (laughs) I don't have any. Or at least I didn't put any of them up. Because even up here, I don't want to present a bad picture of myself. Now, why do we, why do we have the uh, the shameless selfie? Well, I think it's because deep inside we feel we feel ugly, even if we look confident. I reckon most of us feel like we're not that great. We want to be seen as perfect because that's what we wish we were, but we know that we're not. Isn't that the truth? Well, number three, if you're a Christian tonight, God does see you as perfect. Listen to what He says about us. Come to two Corinthians chapter five. I'm going to go um, verse twenty-one. It says God made him who had no sin, that's Jesus, to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Do you know why we feel ugly? It's because we are ugly, spiritually. We are sinners. We've rebelled against God. We've made a mess of ourselves. The Bible says God can't stand To be around us. That's how ugly we are. But he doesn't let us stay ugly. He has a plan to make us perfect. And it's not just makeup. Hiding our ugliness for a while, but reality stays underneath. It's a total face swap. Do you know that app? Well, have you guys seen Mr. Ridiculously Photogenic Guy? He's running a 10K race, right? This is right near the end. He looks like he's like on a magazine cover. He's, 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 he can't take a bad picture of him. Anyway, someone's kindly face-swapped him to every other person in there. Um, it's a total face-swap. Ready? God made him who had no sin, okay? Mr. Ridiculously Photogenic Guy, spiritually speaking is what I'm talking about, to become sin for us. The face was swapped. We're the troll spiritually. But God made him who had no sin to become sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Spiritually, I want you guys to catch this. Spiritually, we were ugly and Jesus was perfect, but we swapped. Jesus took our sin, our ugliness, and we took his righteousness, which means his perfection. And so now if you've done that face swap with Jesus, God sees you as spiritually perfect, like Jesus. Let that, let that sink in. If you're a Christian, your heart, spiritually, where it matters most, is no longer ugly. But a perfection that is eternal and lasting. Not just skin deep, but to the depths of who you are. If Jesus has swapped with you, God sees you as perfect. And you can't know that and not want to yell out and tell everybody, you can have this too. That's why we're on youth group. All you need to do is let Jesus swap with you. Knowing that and wanting to tell people about that, it's got to change the way you use Facebook. Am I attractive? Am I valuable? Am I worth something? Well, you're no longer relying on how many likes you get, how many comments you get, how many followers or views or shares or inboxes. You don't need those anymore. You don't need to try to get people's attention or approval. You don't need to post that picture that makes you look awesome. You don't need to post that picture of you in a bikini without making too much of this, guys and girls. Be aware that what you post on Facebook can make your brothers and sisters stumble into lust. Be careful not to post pictures of yourself that could cause others to lust. You don't need to post that, that uh, sexy picture anyway because you're already seen as perfect by the one whose opinion matters most, your Heavenly Father, and at the deepest level. So much of Facebook, it's all about you. But because Facebook no longer needs to be about your validation, You can use Facebook for far more significant things. You can use Facebook to draw attention to God, to show your mates how awesome it is to know Jesus, to tell the world that they can have eternal life by trusting in Jesus. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, Do it all for the glory of God, whatever you do. Even in the ordinary things of life, our lives are about something bigger than ourselves. We are on about glorifying God, showing how amazing He is. How can you use the internet to glorify God and bring people to know Jesus? Now that is an exciting question. I've got a couple of ideas and then we'll pray. Use chat to remind the people in your G-team of the truths about God, like the ones we've learnt tonight, because we always need reminding. Post statuses that help people realise how awesome Jesus is. As you do the daily reading notes, send messages to share with people the stuff you've been reading in the Bible, or to ask them how you can be praying for them. Use Facebook to invite your mates to youth and to share the good news with them. Guys, because of Jesus, God knows us and accepts us and sees us as perfect. Let these amazing truths shape the way that you use the ordinary things in your life. Even the internet. Let's pray. Thank you so much, Heavenly Father, for the amazing gift that you give us in Jesus, that the one who had no sin took on our sin so that we might become perfection, righteousness. Thank you that because of that, you accept us, you know us, and you see us as perfect. Lord, I pray that we would have a great confidence and joy from those things. Lord, I pray that would set us free to use Facebook to your glory and to build up others. In Jesus' name, amen.